the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Dance. I'm your host, Greg, and I am flying solo for the most part this week. We have Paul with a little bit of stuff coming up in just a little bit. But first, we're going to get into it. NBA basketball. Now, I know it's been a few days, but still, I need to talk about the Clippers blowing a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. How? How are you that talented of a team and and you blow it. You've had 19-point leads in Game 5, 16-point leads Game 6. You had 12-point lead in Game 7 at points. And and nothing? Your two-star players go 10 for 36 in a Game 7? You trade a bunch of talented players away, picks, things like that, for Paul, George, who does Nothing. Playoff P is a joke. The guy does not show up at all when it comes to the playoffs. We saw it in Oklahoma City. We see it now. He had a few good games. But those good good games amounted to no wins. And when it was time to really put up or shut up, he shut up. He looked atrocious. He was hitting three-point shots off the backboard like the side of it. And Kawhi Leonard looked gassed. There was reports that guys on the Clippers were asking for breaks because they were winded in the fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? You didn't just play a seven-game series like the Nuggets. You didn't just go another seven games like the Nuggets. You had time off. You've been in a bubble for two months. You should be conditioned. And Pat Bev, I guess, really needs to shut his mouth until they actually win something. Like, come on. Clippers were supposed to make it to the conference finals. Battle of LA. It was going to be amazing. LeBron and AD versus Kawhi and Paul George. Which duo is clearly the best in the West? And Clippers, you you took that away from us. Now we get to see the Joker and Jamal Murray, who, no offense, very talented, got way farther than most people expect it. I, I don't see it happening against the Lakers. I just don't. The Lakers, top to bottom, more talented. Starters, bench, more talented. It's There's no debating it. Plus, they actually have big guys who can go up against Jokic. They have McGee, they have Howard, they have AD. The Clippers didn't really have that. They had Zubac. He, he wasn't that scary. He's not somebody that you're frightened of. And clearly, they weren't. I mean, yeah, they dropped down to 3-1 again, but apparently that's right where the Nuggets want you. Every single series. I give credit to the Nuggets. I, in the first round, thought they were a joke. Terrible three seed. Going to get crushed by the Jazz. They shut me up then. They shut me up now. They shut a lot of people up. Kawhi Leonard's not much of a talker, but he's even less of a talker now. Like, it was just impressive of what they did to come back, especially in all those games, like I mentioned, the point deficit. Just wow. But you have guys like Doc Rivers who have completely done terrible in 3-1 series, apparently, in their whole career. he's It's his third-blown series. It's just not good. 
It's not good at all. Not a good look. Speaking of not good looks, the Celtics and the Heat Celtics series, which Paul has a few thoughts on, and we'll get to those in just a second, but really quick, my thoughts on it. If you asked me before the series started, I would have said the Heat. Plain and simple, I think they're better top to bottom. I think Jimmy Butler, Bam, Tyler Hero, Drogic, Crowder, all of them, all can score, all can put up big games. Celtics only have two guys, three guys at most, that can do that. They have Jason Tatum, they have Jalen Brown, and they have Kemba Walker. Kemba has basically been a joke. He can't hit the side of a barn lately. He had a pretty good game too. But even at the end of the Toronto series, he just wasn't looking good. He's not the cardiac Kemba that we all know and love. He's kind of looking like heat flash Kemba, like that maybe every once in a while comes about and you're like, oh, hey, this is good. And then it's gone. And then it's done. Kemba Walker has been so up and down. Jalen Brown's been the most consistent. Jason Tatum was pretty consistent until the game two last night. Like, I don't know what's happening with the Celtics. Marcus Smart apparently was screaming at guys in the locker room. Not not a good situation. Then again, Marcus Smart yelling at people in the locker room. If there's going to be one guy on either of these teams, Jimmy Butler will do it, but it won't get out. Marcus Smart wanted it to get to the media. He wants to be the guy that either fired up the team or was the reason it all got destroyed. Plain and simple. That's what Marcus Smart is. He's either the bring you together guy or the tear you apart guy. He's the Draymond Green of the East and the Celtics. You love him or hate him. He flops galore. But he's either going to get under your skin to the point where you're like, you know what, let's do this. Or he's going to get under your skin to be like, I want out. So we'll see what the Celtics do game three. I would have, like I said, I think that he have this. I actually think no matter who comes out of the West... If the Heat do, in fact, make it to the finals, it's going to be a fun finals because the Heat's got some ballers. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson even, made some a bunch of three-pointers. Like, they can shoot. They can defend. It'd be a good series. I'd actually, if they faced the Lakers, Lakers would have to be worried about the Heat. How the Heat ended up as a five-seed, I'm not actually really sure. But they are. And they're playing like a one seed. Like, they're just looking really good. Now to get the thoughts on the Celtics. We're going to kick it to Paul. I got to talk to him for a few minutes. In person, via phone. If that makes sense. But let's kick it over there. Alright, so you just saw the Celtics lose. Blow a big lead. Again. 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 I said every every playoff game could be two minutes long. But the the uh, Celtics should actually have their game end at the third quarter because they just give up. How do you give up a lead? 12 points, all game, and then you lose by six, five, whatever it was. Hey, they beat the Raptors, though. Okay. Well, it's not looking good for them now. So your predictions, Heat are now up 2-0. Well, before the game, I said the Heat were going to lose. It was going to take seven games. The Celtics were going to win. And because I'm a Boston fan, I still hold out hope. You still think four out of five games are going to go the Celtics way? Not really. I mean, Not granted, after watching this. Granted, Jimmy Butler. Oh, what's Butler, his name is going to come back there? What's his name? Gordon Hayward? Yeah. You think he makes the difference? No. 
Okay. Not not good enough. Do you think Marcus Smart should be taking as many shots as he has? No, and I think Kemba Walker needs to stop being a ball hog. Well, he has been terrible, and I oh. think he's trying to find a shot. And if he does... Well, it would be nice if he found it and got some points. But when you keep giving the ball away, you can't keep doing it. Yeah, Jason Tatum's been kind of the only consistent, and even in this game, game two, not so good. He's going to be frustrated. The whole yeah, team is frustrated. frustrated. They're not playing good. They aren't. Not playing well. Not playing good. But Jimmy Butler also, star of the Heat, he's supposed to lead that team. He's not even the guy that's doing it for them. They yep. have Bam out of bio. They have Goran Dragic hitting shots. Tyler I'm watching Hero. these guys play, and I don't even know who they are. You, you were very, yeah, nobody knows. Here's a shocking thing about the Heat. Probably one of the better teams. A team that I think if they make the finals but against. But they're in Miami, and nobody knows who they are. Well, yeah, because the fans don't show up in Miami until halftime. There you go. Why, but How come? They've been drinking? No, because they have other things to do. Oh. <laughs> it's Miami's whole thing. Even when LeBron James played there, fans didn't show up. What happens in Miami only happens in Miami. That's Vegas. Oh, okay. It's okay. All right. But yeah, Jimmy Butler's not even the guy, reason you guys are losing. He is not putting up big numbers at all. He's putting up 14, 15 points. We're beating points. ourselves. You are. We are missing shots, and you, you have to score to win. No offense. You're also letting Tyler Hero, who I think just a straight-up baller of a rookie have his way with you guys. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's fun to have you away with somebody. Anyway, Hey-o. let's let's take this over to... The Lakers Nuggets, because while I have you here, because, you know, it's only for a few minutes. Okay. Lakers Nuggets, we saw the Clippers blow a 3-1 lead. First off, thoughts on that and how dumb I am for saying the Nuggets were a terrible three seed. Well, yeah, you were wrong. Yeah, big time. That's why I can hold out hope for the Celtics. <laughs> It's true. There's always hope. Because the Nuggets have already shown twice they can they come can... back from 3-1 deficits. Yep, yep, and they probably may. So what do you think about the Clippers, who were supposed to be actually championship favorites, team that could beat the Lakers, win it all. They go bow out to the Nuggets, who have basically two-star players, and then kind of like iffy guys the West way through were. Maybe they wanted to go home from the bubble. It kind of, They were one of the two teams that voted to not, not want to stay. Yeah, I think maybe they just, they weren't, the heart wasn't in it. It kind of seemed yeah, that way. Yeah, you won the playoffs, but you know what? It wasn't really a team. Think about it this way. They were up 3-1. They had a 19-point lead in Game 5, and they blew. And then they had a 16-point <laughs> like lead. Exactly. Then I don't think the Celtics point. want to stay. No, I think they do. Get me out of the bubble. They're young. Yeah, they, they're young, and by the way, they were winning. They had the best record going into the thing. Well, they're the, one of the, they're the higher they seed in the They bubble first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. But I'm bummed. But yeah, the Clippers, Doc Rivers, third time blowing a 3-1 lead in his career. Um, would you say that's a Doc you don't want to trust? Maybe some malpractice? Um, I don't know. I watched him cry through an interview the other day. I don't know. I just He wanted to travel with his son. Austin got knocked out by the Lakers. He was like, you know what? Let me just take a flight with you. I'll have our guys lose. We'll, we'll, be, that's it. we'll be mocked for years because of how good our team is. And we're getting bounced by the Nuggets. And a 7-foot-tall center from Serbia... Who basically like has admitted I'm not in shape. I smoke. I am not a healthy person. But watch me put a triple double on your head like it's nothing. There you go. All right. So basketball talk. Lakers Nuggets. Real quick, your prediction. Lakers. And how many? Seven. You have both these series going. You know why it's seven? Why? We gotta sell some TV. (laughs) That's true. You do gotta sell some TV. I swear to God, the the referees in the. Raptors Celtics series got awful. They refed the win. Yeah, that's true. But I do have I have a slight it's not a conspiracy theory, but it's a theory of how this series is gonna go. I say if the Nuggets win game one, 
Lakers win in five because they have lost the first game of both their series and then won the next four straight. Now, saying that, if the Lakers win game one and the Nuggets win game two, I think it goes seven games and the Nuggets come from three down, three one behind. You are a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Not about the moon, but no, about but basketball. this. I mean, if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Both these teams have literally had the exact same thing happen in their first two rounds. That's odd to me. That is odd. But they can't both have the same thing happen again because they're playing each other. You never know. Okay. All right, so now we're talking some football. Okay. I have Paul with me. Paul, first off, you must be happy with everything that happened this weekend. You won your fantasy football game. I did, and I was supposed to lose. And you were supposed to lose. You won that between the uprights coming through. Yep. But also, not only that, your home team, the Patriots, took care of business in Foxborough. First game of the year, Cam Newton literally was all the offense apparently the Patriots need. Uh, apparently. He, unfortunately, not in front of a hometown crowd. They're all at home, literally. And how cool it would have been to have 60,000 fans watch him score that touchdown. <laughs> they would have gone ballistic. Well, the fact that I was like, wow, he's literally the only person scoring for the Patriots. He's running everything and he can. He might have 30 rushing touchdowns this year because... Nothing else is possible with that offense unless he's doing it. Somebody said that he had more rushing yards in a season than Tom Brady had in his career. That's, yeah, that's most likely true. So, anyway, <laughs> very happy with his performance. Um, he seems to have toned his, I wouldn't say cockiness, I would say persona a little bit. It's because he's in Foxborough. And he has a coach that's probably a little demanding. I'm sure yeah. they hit a little heart-to-heart. And... I, I made the comment after after the games, and I said, Cam Newton turned the Patriots into a team you have to think about playing because they've had the same quarterback for umpteen years. Now they've got a guy that can run the ball. So Changes the offense. New game plan. Yep. So Tom Brady shows up in Tampa Bay. Yeah, and they had to go into New Orleans. And it's just like playing yeah, Tom Brady. All of his players are hurt. <laughs> couple of memes and showed him sitting on the bench pouting. It was really kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, it was bad enough that even Bruce Arians came out during his conference and was like, listen, Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady in practice. I don't know what Tom Brady that was. He looked like Tom Brady the last four games of last season. Yeah, I don't know what that guy on the field was. Interceptions. So. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, pick sixes. So, I didn't know how I'd feel. Seeing him. Seeing Tom Brady. It was weird. It was in a different uniform. It's a little odd. I'm kind of glad that little bastard's lost. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not. Only because Cam Newton won. <laughs> it's only because that's exactly all, all of New England. Another felt. meme of Tom Brady holding up his middle finger saying, F you, Tom. Exactly. <laughs> but now here's the thing I don't think anybody could have predicted. What? For how Cam and Tom's Brady, and with their new teams, how their careers would have started. Cam rushing touchdown for his first score for the Patriots. Not that shocking. Right. Tom's first score with the Bucks. A rushing touchdown. Who could have predicted that? Nobody. Like, if you had to put money, if no. that was a Vegas prop bet, John Brady holds that. You would have won a million dollars. Second on every play. Yeah. If you had a million, if you could put down a thousand dollars, you probably would have made a million if that was a prop bet because the odds of that would have had to be astronomical that their first scores would both be rushing touchdowns. Uh, absolutely. You might even say, "Watch Cam Newton. He's going to score a touchdown, the first touchdown." Yeah. And I'm thinking Josh McDaniel says. I don't care what happens. He's scoring that first touchdown. Well, either way, you assume he has to. Passing, running. It was going to happen that way, most likely. And, and, and I thought the first games all looked like preseason. 
I actually thought they were pretty good. I didn't mind them. And, I, and when you think about it, they have to be like preseason. I have to think about when it. when you're playing, you, yeah. you practice team. Eh, it's practice team. Other than the dude that knocked down Tom Brady in Tampa. <laughs> Gotta love that too. I will say one game looked like preseason. That's only because it's my only excuse for my team who oh, blew a 17 no lead. And Carson Wentz looked like complete How dog do shit. How do you do that? I don't know. Well, the Patriots have done it. Yeah, yeah but no, this was bad. The Wentz looked phenomenal in the first half. Wentz threw, went home. Yeah, he threw one pick. It apparently shit the bed the rest of the time because he played awful. Doug Peterson did nothing to change up that offense. Everything was deep passes. He had three offensive starters on the offensive line who were hurt and weren't there. So you knew the line was going to be weak against a very strong defensive line of the Washington football team. The Washington football team. Wentz was sacked eight times. Part of them were on him. Part of them is just the line. He doesn't have that much time to get a ball out. Some of them were on him. He tried to make too much out of a play when it was clearly dead and he didn't just throw it away. Right. But I've always defended Carson Wentz. I've always been one of the people that are like, no, he is talented. He is a very good quarterback. Just look at his season where he should have been MVP if he stayed healthy. This game made me go, all right, Uh I see some of the flaws, and I know it's his fifth year. Certain things need to change. I put 70% of that loss on him, 20% on the offensive line, and 10% on the coach because when you don't have your starting running back, your backup running back gets hurt, your one wider star wide receiver is out, you have a rookie wide receiver and then a vet. That's like your two big wide out weapons plus your two tight ends. Short, quick passes. Take a book out of the Patriots playbook where it's short dump passes, get the ball out quick, you're against a good defensive line who is going to get to you in any second. Short, quick passes. And Doug Peterson was just like, nah, screw it. I'm sticking to my guns. And his guns, they did not work. They never came out of the holster. The bullets were not there. He actually had empty guns. Hey, one more milestone in Boston. What? First team to lose 30 games. Yeah, what, what? Oh, my God. Number, number one draft pick. So do you watch saying, thank God this is a so almost abbreviated over. year. So, oh. yeah, what, two more weeks? It's almost over. Oh, it's painful. It has been really hard to watch so the Red Sox. you sit and you watch the Red Sox and you say, who the hell is that? Yeah. Who is that? I recognize Xander Bogarts, uh, Raphael Devers. And Jackie Bradley Jr. And J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez. And then the dude Ketchin. Uh, oh, Vasquez. Vasquez. And everybody else is who's on first. Exactly. <laughs> Except that dude that threw the uh, two-hitter. Um, um, not two-hitter. Um, yeah, two-hitter. The five innings. It's his, it was oh. his debut. Had a hell of a game. Oh, I, I wasn't paying attention to that. Because yeah. that's how much I've watched lately. Oh, my God. It's been so bad. Speaking of baseball really quick, since I still have you here for a yeah. second. How bad... Do you think it must be to throw a no-hitter, such as I don't even know the guy's name for the Cubs at this point, guy throws a no-hitter on Sunday, first day of NFL Sunday week one for the whole country. I don't think anybody had a clue that somebody threw a no-hitter in the MLB. That's because it's so rare. Well, not only that, but there's kind of... How much of that sucks. Any other day, you're probably good. You probably make top story, but no, everything was football, so this poor guy. Unbelievable. Just one of the worst things. All right, back to NFL real quick. Yep. Since you're here, make your prediction. I'll give you just one game. Seattle, Patriots, Sunday Night Football, Patriots. 820. But give me a final score. 14 to 17. That's just, I was going to say, that's one number. 14 to 17. So you think it's going to be a defensive battle? Yep. You don't think Russell Wilson figures out that defense in any way? No, I think it's going to be a very low score game. All right, we well, heard it here first. Pause prediction. Sunday night. 17. Four, Patriots. It would be 17 to 14. Patriots win. Come on, let's let's do I'm these sorry. numbers right. I'm sorry. Let's do them right. 
Let's be respectful here. Okay. I get you're only here for a short amount of time. They wondered if they were playing the game. What's that about? COVID? Uh, it might be the air. Okay. Oh, all yeah, the, fires. the smoke? All the fires, yeah. Because yeah. I think one of the games actually already had to get moved yeah, from the location. Yeah, that would trying to breathe that. That can't be good. Yeah, well, that's why uh, the San Francisco-Houston game almost got moved. Not San Francisco-Houston. San well, Francisco-Arizona. field, right? Well, they had to figure out at some point where to move it to. But it ended up... The well, would have to refund any tickets. Air quality <laughs> was apparently good enough. It was 30 under whatever it was bad enough to well, move it. You know, they go from fires to three feet of snow. Not in California. No. <laughs> no, but, not, yeah. But that's what's causing it for everywhere. Bad. So, all right, seventeen fourteen Patriots. That's your picks. This was you and your Boston quick hits from basketball to we're talking football. We had to throw in god we, awful thirty losses. Yeah, god awful thirty Probably losses. Thirty one or two by now. Yeah, so we're not good. <laughs> but all right, Paul. I know you didn't have much time, but thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. This is what phones are for. Really right. quick interviews. That's right. More in person. I like how it's an interview. We're in the studio in person, yeah. and we're doing a quick interview we, on the phone. We had to do a quick interview on the phone. I'm glad we did. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. All right. Thanks for joining. I'm going to get back to the show. Okay. All right. So as you can see, a lot of emotion from Paul. Wasn't a fan of the Celtics. Very happy about Tom Brady. Very happy. Not very happy. Yeah, very happy about Tom Brady losing. And pretty pumped about Cam Newton and what he's going to be doing for that Patriot offense. Like we see, said, we'll see where that goes. And as you heard Paul predicted, the Patriots would beat the Seahawks 17-14. Let's get into a little more of week one. I know week two has already kicked off. Bengals, Browns. It was a pretty good game. I'm not going to lie. Bengals kind of made a run at it. Joe Burrow looking pretty decent as a rookie. But Baker, Baker, touchdown maker, figured out a way to pull it out. Him and Odell had a pretty crappy week one. No pun intended. But a pretty good week, too. They connected on a touchdown pass. They had Chubb going. He got a few scores in there. They looked kind of like a competent football team. So, you know, congrats to them. Thursday night, big win. Joe Burrow, welcome to the league. You're going to – it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle these first few games at least, getting into the flow of things. Bengals, let's be honest, they're the number one pick for a reason. They might be at least a top five pick again this year. They're not a bad team. They're just not very good. Sorry, Mike from Craft Root Sports. It's just true. But looking back at week one, some good things, some bad things, some injuries. Biggest news being Michael Thomas is going to be out for a few weeks. How's that going to affect the Saints and their offense? Luckily, they have Emmanuel Sanders. They have Jared Cook. They have Kamara, who's basically another wide receiver. Passing-wise, they shouldn't be that bad. As you saw, they took care of the Bucks. You have Mike Evans, who's dealing with a hamstring injury. We saw he had one catch for a touchdown. But, like, lots of happening in week one. I know most people, if they were in any sort of pick em pool, suicide pool, everybody went with the Colts, right? Everybody? I know I did. I assume you did. How do you not go with the Colts over the Jags? The Jags traded away half their team. Most of that whole offense, defense, like completely new. No more Leonard Fournette. No more Harrison. No more Nagakwu. I'm pretty sure I just butchered that. They got rid of Jalen Ramsey last year. Like, they're a shell of a team. There's no way they beat the Colts, who should have a good team, should have a good offense and defense. And what happened? Gardner Minshew missed one pass. Like, did he drink 
a case of Bud Light before the game. I, I don't understand what happened. I just don't. It. I. How? I saw somewhere. I think Vegas Squares podcast posted on Twitter that over five hundred something people in a thousand dollar suicide pool were eliminated due to the fact of the Colts and the Eagles. Which yeah, I mean, let's be honest, the Eagles won't hurt. As an Eagles fan, it it hurt. Like I said about with Paul. Carson Wentz, I've defended. Yeah, but oh, I couldn't defend what happened on Sunday. I tried. It just it just it's not sticking. I was happy Dallas lost. I mean, everybody's happy when Dallas loses. The only person that's not happy when Dallas loses is Skip Bayless, and he is just a complete dick, which if you missed the comments about what he said about Dak last week, go look it up. We're not going to talk about that here. He doesn't deserve to be talked about. He should actually be suspended and probably go to like some sort of sensitivity training because the man just, he doesn't think before he speaks, and he just speaks troll language. And here I am diving into it. But enough with that. So week one again, like we said, in the books. Plenty of ups, plenty of down. Like we said, Tom Brady, Bruce Arians giving him critiques. He said, hey, he didn't play like the Tom Brady I expected and that I've seen. My theory on that is that's probably like a little bit of inside between the two of them of, hey, I'm going to criticize you. The guys are going to know I'm going to see I criticize you, realize you're just like them. Boost morale, it's a weird thing, but apparently it's something Belichick did in New England to kind of make sure that the superstars weren't seemed to be treated like superstars, even though clearly Tom Brady is. But it gives a feeling of normalcy, like, hey, everybody's going to get criticized. Nobody's safe. That's really all it was. Like, Brett Favre coming out being like, oh, could be some issues. I don't think so. Plus, it's week one. Like Paul said, it kind of looked like preseason. I didn't think the games looked that bad. But it, everybody's just kind of feeling each other out. It makes sense. It makes I get bet by week three, we will truly see who the top teams are and who the bottom teams are. And man, I'm really nervous that the Eagles are going to be one of the bottom teams. Ugh. Just not good at all. Then they get the Rams this week. Like I, I smell an 0-2 start coming. You can just see it. It's on the wall. The writing's there. But overall, the NFL, things are looking pretty good. The games are looking not so bad. I mean, there have been some injuries, like we said, in the Michael Thomas situation. You have George Kittle, who has a knee issue now. Bunch of guys going on the IR. Richard Sherman, Le'Veon Bell, some big names. Luckily, most of them, it's about three weeks. Not too bad. All this means is Frank Gore is going to clearly take over the Jets' starting running back job and never relinquish it until the year 2033. Then he'll probably bounce around for a few other teams before he retires in the year 2067. That's at least my guess with Frank Gore. But besides that, yeah, NFL Week 2 is on the docket. Let's take a look at some of the games. Now, in years past, I've always done the don't watch, must watch, and lock it in. We're bringing it back. Let's take a look here. Clearly, we don't need to watch the Titans and Jaguars. That is a Thursday night special that should be saved for Thursday nights. And it wasn't. For shame, NFL. You know better. For that, we're not going to watch you. Plus, again, it's the Titan and Jags. Who honestly wants 
to watch. I like I don't know. I couldn't tell you who actually would want to watch that game. I'm not really sure. Clearly, the must-watch of the week isn't Seattle Patriots. Nope. We are going to go Ravens-Texans to up-and-coming young stud quarterbacks, MVP reign Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson, who didn't look fantastic in week one, but you know he's got it. You know he's got the talent. You know that team's going to be bringing it. That defense is pretty decent. Their offense didn't look so bad in Kansas City. And then we saw that Baltimore absolutely annihilated Cleveland. Like annihilated them. Their running backs only touched the ball 21 times. They're a running team. And they annihilated the Browns. Granted, it was the Browns, so who knows how special that is. That's clearly the must-watch. You got these two stud quarterbacks. You got decent offenses. Decent defenses. Overall, it should be a very good game. Hopefully, it's not a blowout because you just never want to see that. And then my lock it in for the week. I mean, is it really a lock when you go with the Chiefs? Chiefs are favored. Eight and a half point spread in their favor. They definitely win and cover that. Yeah, they're the away team, but is there really an away and home team at this point? It's It doesn't make a difference. There's... Five stadiums that have fans in the stands. So I don't I don't see it making much of a difference. I see Kansas City just going in, rolling through the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers have a good front line with Bosa. But come on. We all know. Patty Mahomes is just going to take care of business, have himself a nice steak and ketchup after the game, and go home and hang out with his fiance. And that's it. Andy Reid's going to have a mask fogged up like he's looking at the plexiglass of a buffet. I'm sorry, that was mean. But it's true. I mean, the man's mask just looked ridiculous. Just wear a face just wear a face covering around your face, Andy. The visor was not a good look. Not a good look at all. But those are my three games of the week. So my must-watch, like I said, Texans-Ravens. Don't watch. It's Jags Titans, and my lock it in for the week is the Chiefs at eight and a half over the Chargers to cover. Those are my picks for that. Speaking of other sports, Big Ten football's back. Not quite yet, but it got voted back to come back. Honestly, that was a month long thing of nothingness. Nothing has changed in college football with the virus, with anything. For the Big Ten to be like, you know what? Things have changed enough. We can have a season now. All that changed was the money in their pockets. They realized we are going to lose billions if we don't play a season. It's going to affect us long term. And that's what's going to happen. I, that's that Money is the sole purpose that the Big Ten is returning and the Pac-12 is going to try to return too. They only aren't right now because of all the fires in California which hopefully stop at some point because they're just completely devastating. So at some point, the Pac-12 wants to get back, but the Big Ten, everybody's like, it's a huge victory. Big Ten's back. I mean, is it? Yeah, Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin. You can throw in Nebraska, I guess. Like, Iowa's that fun game to watch because you know they're going to upset somebody. But then you also got, like, Rutgers and Illinois. Not teams that you're like, 
I got to sit down on Saturday and buckle up for these guys. Because you don't. You don't got to buckle up for those guys. Unless you don't just want to buckle up to watch Greg Schiano back at Rutgers, I guess. But so, the Big Ten news wasn't that big to me. That wasn't even trying to be funny. But just in general, not, not anything exciting. What is exciting is as I'm recording, we are officially, officially having a Stanley Cup final. That is set. The Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning, who just won their series in a thrilling overtime victory 2-1 to against the Islanders, are your Stanley Cup matchup, and that is why I love hockey. You just honestly never know who's making it to the end. You, you don't. You just never, ever know. You expect it to be two teams. It never is. You can never be like, ah, oh, it's easily going to be the Golden Knights and the Bruins. Like, no. That's, it's never how it works. It's always, oh, I did not see that coming. And, all right, I, I had them as, like, one of my three or four. Tampa Bay was one of those three or four this year. Dallas Stars, if you predicted the Dallas Stars were going to the Stanley Cup final, well, congrats to you. Please give me your tips and whoever is telling you how to make them. Because that's impressive. It's a matchup that should be full of excitement. I feel like there should be a decent amount of offense between the Lightning and the Stars. You have Tyler Seguin on the Stars, who obviously we know is an offensive, not juggernaut, but he's a very talented offensive piece. Tampa Bay is full of guys that can make nice moves and score on the net. I'm trying to sound like I understand and am good at talking hockey. I'm just not. I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning, though, because from what I do know about the teams, the Lightning are offensively very talented. They have a bunch of guys who can score and put the puck on net, get those rebound chances, all those different things. For that, I'm going to go with the Lightning. Six games. I'm going to make a prediction for Paul because, like I said, I only got to talk to him for a short bit, and we didn't know this at the time when we did ours. He's going to go with the team he didn't even know existed until these Stanley Cup finals and these conversations. He's going to take the stars, and he's going to obviously, in Paul fashion, have them go seven games. Because why not? By the way, if you're thinking about it, go to my bookie and place your bets with them. When you put a deposit down, they will match it up to $1,000 when you use promo code 12 ounce sports. That is 12 ounce sports at my bookie. You don't want to miss out on your chance to cash that ticket with the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, baseball, college football, NFL, all back. You don't want to miss your chance. Make sure you check out my bookie. And when you do, use promo code 12 ounce sports. That's right. So, besides that, not too much to talk about. MLB, it's almost over for half the team's miseries the fact that like up to a few days ago the Chicago White Sox would be your number one seed in the MLB is crazy that shows you what this type of season can do it just literally no they're still the number one seed they're a half game above Tampa Bay the Dodgers obviously top in the NL but you already have three teams clinching with the Dodgers the White Sox and Tampa Bay San Diego's not far behind. Neither is Oakland. The Chicago Cubs and Minnesota Twins. Like, it's going to be a fun playoff because obviously, like, with the White Sox and San Diego, these are teams that you don't expect to be there. 
and they're going to be. Even more thrilling, the Grand Slam Padres, who have hit seven Grand Slams this season, and it's only like three behind the most in an MLB season, and that's a full 162-game season, they're going to bring some fun and new energy to a playoff that, I mean, I'm going to be watching. I haven't watched tons of MLB this year, mainly because I get the Red Sox games, and as we all know, they suck. But the Padres are good. So they got that going for them. So I would definitely check out those playoff games once they start up. But yeah, it's it's an MLB season full of interesting things because of since it's shortened, since there's so much pressure in such a short amount of time, you see teams truly just like rise to the top. And it's pretty impressive. Like it's pretty impressive to see Chicago up there. San Diego, Oakland, Tampa Bay, not huge money-spending teams. Well, San Diego has. Why would, like Teams outside of the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Cubs who all put up big money. Some of the smaller guys are getting in there, and that's pretty nice to see. So, good on that. Good on that. Not much else to talk about, though. Without Paul here, you know, we don't have tons to, you know, go off of and banter about. It's also just one of those weeks where there's a lot to talk about, but there's not. I really wanted to make sure I just got my thoughts on the Clippers in. We all know most likely it'll be six-game series, maybe. Lakers, Nuggets. Like I said, I have my conspiracy theory about how that's going to play out. I still think the Lakers win overall. I think the Heat win. I think the Lightning win. And all I can say besides that is I really hope the Cowboys just keep losing. But don't we all? The answer is yes. We all hope that continues. But thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check out my must-watch, don't-watch, and lock it ins of the week. Again, they are must-watch. The Houston Texans take on the Baltimore Ravens. That really is a must-watch game. You don't have to watch the Jaguars and Titans because that's just going to be a bleh game. Then my lock-in is, is that 8.5-point spread in Kansas City's favor. They will cover against the Chargers. Lock it in. But have a good one. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you next week. I'm Greg. This has been my stance on sports. Have a good one. The Sports Dance.